Hello everyone, you've tuned into another segment of That Girl Jenna Carousella. Today is Saturday, May 7th, 2022. It is the day before Mother's Day. So uh, that's very, very close to my heart. Any issues that involve motherhood and parents. So I'm very happy to share this live stream. Well, it's not live right now. I, I usually would do a live stream. I'm used to doing a live stream on Facebook, but right now I'm on a restriction. So I'm happy to be here on Anchor FM. I just wanted to give you a quick intro and let you know what we we're going to be talking about today. It's going to be a very heavy subject and I don't, well, I shouldn't say I don't like to talk about it, but it's something that's necessary that needs to be discussed. So the abortion issue always will be weighed and overturning it and what's going on in the Supreme Court. So I'm going to be bringing up this issue. It's very, very heavy and very sensitive. And um, I don't know if anyone, if you've been following me, um, you know my story. I do have some of my past. So I know you always get that criticism like, oh, well, it was convenient for you and blah, 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 blah. Now we can't do it. We can't make that choice. Um, so let me try to explain to people why um, it's better to like not even entertain that idea where, how far gone we've gone with this issue. So that's what's going to be discussed today. So please bear with me and I will be back with you guys shortly. Hello everyone. Okay, so let's just jump straight into it. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to hold back. I've been... I've, I used to get into some serious, extensive, long debates with people over this issue. Um, pro-life, pro-choice, pro-family, pro-women, women's empowerment, third-wave feminism, fourth-wave feminism, you name it. I've, I have been up and down this argument. I've been on both sides of this discussion, of this war field. And, you know, I've come to the conclusion that we absolutely need to preserve life, human life, especially the lives of children. And I was trying to tell people back um, to before 2020, like the dangers, the negative repercussions of this thing we call choice and how it affects people in society in the long-term run. So I haven't even written any notes. This is all just going off of the top of my head right now because I've been so well invested in this discussion. So first and foremost, um, everyone's talking about the Supreme Court potentially overturning this and giving all the power of whether or not a woman should be allowed to abort an unwanted pregnancy back to the states. I remember back when I was um, when I was married and having this discussion with my husband and talking about how excited I was that they would potentially overturn this, and his response was. I don't know why you're getting so excited about it. It's not like it's going to be illegal. I mean, it just depends on the state. So I'm living in um, beautiful, sunny California, Californication, Red Hot Chili Peppers, anyone? And I must say, they have already said that they want it to be a sanctuary state for women seeking abortion. They've already made it plain and obvious that California is a haven for people who want to end an unwanted pregnancy. So I'm living in, in, the, in the state where they have already proclaimed that this is what they're going to do. So essentially Roe v. Wade being overturned the Supreme Court doesn't really mean anything in the state of California. So we have to come to terms and accept this. Other states, though, um, I applaud you for holding your ground, standing your ground, and like being adamant about like, we're not going to accept this. So here I am like literally in the battlefield. This is some serious spiritual warfare. Like It's not even a joke because... 
Again, there's past videos, and I'll be reiterating this, bringing it up perpetually, but I've had my experiences with abortions. I've had the spiritual discussions about demonic possession and spiritualism and witchcraft and all these evil people who do sacrifice humans and babies. There, There's plenty of groups out there who admit this, who are openly talking about this. You know, like, this isn't some kind of conspiracy or joke or something that people are, oh, you're just paranoid. Like, there's literally people out there who are like, yeah, this, that's what they do at abortion clinics. Not all of them. Not every single person's involved. Not every person is aware. But there are plenty of people who know what happens at an abortion clinic and the evil that takes place. So that's just one point. And I remember immediately after my experiences documenting it with journals and recording my initial response to some just the, the weird things that were happening around and I'm not trying to excuse or like say hell you know it wasn't my fault like no I there was I had a, a, there was points in time where you know you have that feeling like oh, should I do it there was one person who was like you should not do this one person that I know for sure um so with this whole thing like yes I made my choice it was ultimately my choice but I will say, though, it wasn't as if um, there wasn't um, predisposing factors that led me to that. You know, there were seeds planted, there was information, there was bias, there was, because it was legal and there was a lot of people, hey, you know, it's not that big a deal, it was a lot easier for me to make that decision. And again, ultimately, it was my decision and the repercussions that followed through it. Um, I had to deal with it, the poor choices that came through it. I, I have to deal with the consequences. And again, not trying to make excuses for my poor behavior, but I'm just giving you a better understanding of why so many individuals, men and women both, um, experience so many detrimental like side effects of it. The psychological ramifications, you know, we're not computers were not machines. It's not like you were printing something and you push the cancel and then like half of the sheet comes out blank and then like it just cancels the print job. That's not how it, how it works. The moment conception takes place, all the biological or chemical concoctions that happens in the body changes that person immediately. That woman is becomes a mother immediately and that's life changing and life altering in itself. If there's a miscarriage, if there's a spontaneous abortion, if there's an elective abortion, what have you, if there's a death at all involved after there's already life beginning that process, there's going to be psychological ramifications. There's going to be trauma, a tearing of the brain, whether or not you acknowledge it, whether or not you're aware of it, whether or not you care, it's going to affect you. Your body is going through a mourning process. It's not going to be good things you know and you can sit here and stuff it away and say well I've had mine 10 years ago and I didn't have any problems I don't have any issues I didn't experience any of that sure you know there's lots of people who can go through life and cope with things differently and they respond to trauma differently but the overwhelming evidence for the you know the average person is like there is severe negative consequences we're talking about um, controlled substance abuse to cope teenage girls have a higher suicide rate post-abortion, um, you know, promiscuity, the lifestyle just completely changes, like you, um, morals are altered, you know, you're trying to, whether or not, again, you're aware of it, you're trying to process what happened, your body is like searching for this child that it was supposed to be 
developing and it's just not there. So there's there's things that you can hide it in different places. It manifests itself in different ways. And like I said in the very, very beginning, like there are there are people out there who like they know what they're doing that that is pretty much um, potentially demonic possession, essentially, and some people, you know, whether or not again, you're aware of it is irrelevant. The, the facts are out there. This isn't something new. Okay, there's a reason why, you know, we have documented accounts from different ancient civilizations of people believing that for their business or for whatever, for their family, that sacrificing their child would help to satiate the gods or whatever, and it would be, you know, a bountiful, bountiful produce for, like, I don't know, harvest seasons or whatever human sacrifice child sacrifice it's not new this isn't revolutionary it's just something that has always been and there's another argument that a lot of pro-choicers like to use like well this is just the way it's always been this is just the way society has to run and that's an absolute lie that's the biggest lie from the enemy out there there is no reason why this needs to exist exists other than selfishness there is evil in the world or there are flesh-eating people out there like that's that's not an arguable at all and the fact that we have to we sanitize it with pretty words like oh choice and um health care and you know procedure and privacy you know that's all roe v way was just privacy so people don't know what you're doing which is what enables the evil that takes place and once upon a time choice used to mean the choice to keep the baby so that's just a quick little intro. I, I've got so much more, but I just want you guys to understand, like, when we're talking about this and people who are praising it and supporting it and pushing it, like, you are literally pushing evil. There is nothing more evil than the ending of another life, especially one that was innocent and didn't do anything. And then you're also causing harm to the woman, and then you're also causing harm to the man, because the man's role is supposed to protect and nurture as well, and... What, Men experience a lot of regret, depression from this. So that's just one aspect. But I'm about to take on another layer that I hope people will consider. They probably won't. Like I said, I've been in countless of discussions on this issue, and it doesn't seem to really appease anyone. Or I mean, I shouldn't say that. People do change. I take that back. People do change. And this is why I'm just going to keep talking about it, and I'll never shut up about this issue. Never. So I just hope you guys will take some of this into account and think about it while I um prepare for the next next couple of subjects on this issue. Okay, so I hope, um, I know I give a lot of information, and um, these days this has not been very organized and succinct as I would like it to be, but um, the only thing I can, oh, I say it all the time, and that's constant right now, my life has changed, and I have to adapt quickly, so I appreciate to any loyal followers or listeners out there you know, your flexibility and understanding as I transition through so many things in life, it's very appreciated. One thing, though, is that I'm, I'm never going to not, in this position, try to, to defend innocent life. And I know, I'm like, I like to play devil's advocate. I think it's fair. You need to consider both perspectives. And I don't want to come over here completely one-sided and like, you don't understand my situation or you don't know how it's like or there is some this, that, and the other. I would rather my kid be dead than in the position that they're in. So yeah, let me let me let me speak to the people out there who are in extremely bad situations, like extremely bad situations. Like first and foremost, it's like 
we, a lot of pro-lifers genuinely do understand why it is that you would still advocate for, you know, elective abortion. There are people who are in um, domestic violence situations, that trafficking situation is serious, and then we don't take this lightly at all. So the, the objective now is that the society, the people around us, people who are around those who are in crisis, who are in turmoil, who are in like um, a crisis situation, the people who are surrounding those individuals needs to stand their ground, stand up and say, hey, we're tired of this. We're sending out our, our women broken and battered down and beaten and hurt. You know, you got hemorrhaging issues because this can sometimes cause infertility, never being able to conceive ever again, not even touching the psychological issues, you know. It's a lot of things that go into it. And it's just frustrating when you know that there are people out there suffering in silence and you're aware of it and there's absolutely nothing you can do. And you know what the solution is and there's absolutely nothing you can do. So you just continue on, carry on smartly, like the military might say, and pretend like nothing's going on, but you know, you know that there's things going on. So what do you do? Well, I keep talking about, like, you know, boots on the ground, having resources available at any point in time, getting the resources. Are you aware of where the emergency crisis pregnancy is? Do you have their phone number? Are you in networking with your local crisis pregnancy center? If there was a woman who was pregnant and said, I need a place to stay this second, would you, as a pro-lifer, be like, yeah, you can come stay at my house? Or if there was a woman like, I don't have any place to go, like, are, are the pro-life movement, the conservatives, the ultra-conservatives out there who were like, get a job or just do better, would you be willing to foster and adopt a child who was, you know, born out of a crisis pregnancy? Would you be able to help the mother? You know, are you giving money and resources to the centers? Um, are there facilities where a woman could go to immediately and say, I need help? Like, I'm running away. Like, are, are those in, are in place? So, across the state of California, across the country, where they've got a lot of pro-choice groups out there pushing this aggressively, to counteract that, especially in Texas when they had their law, like, are, are we prepared to pick up? Because, obviously, you know, one of the, the arguments that the pro-choice side likes to bring up is simply, like, well, you're going to have women dying from doing the back alley abortions. Um, the thing is that women are dying also in the legal abortions, too, but no one wants to talk about that. And the point is, um, it's like, a lot of people actually, if it were illegal, there's been studies done, I, I think about more than 60 or almost 70% of a woman who said that they've had an abortion, if it were illegal, they wouldn't have gone through it. It's the accessibility, it's the acceptance from society that makes it so like, okay, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal, I'll just go through with it. So these are the things that we need to consider, like why are people choosing it? And we know that it's safety issues. We know that people are in crisis. We know that people don't have any other options. They don't have the finances. They don't have the mental capacity to care for them. And again, Playing devil's advocate, California, I believe, passed this new law. I don't, I don't know if it actually did go through all of the cabinets or not. Um, but allowing, if a child were to be born in like up to, I think, 28 days, you know, after birth, if a child were to, to pass away, that the mother would not be charged 
you know, it would not be considered as a homicide. This is like a month after. This is taking into account their, the woman's like a psychological state, her safety and well-being. And um, I remember two years ago telling people about post-abortion, uh, post-birth abortions and getting completely like ridiculed. No, they would never do that. That would never happen. They would never let a child die after it was born this, that, and the other. I mean, like, they, I remember President Obama vetoed a bill that would um, allow a doctor to resuscitate a, a child that had survived an abortion. And, like, he vetoed that, pretty much allowing for, like, if a child was born after an abortion attempt, you know, they would expect the child to be, continue to be allowed to get killed because that was the mother's choice, despite it. Um, clearly, despite the child clearly being able to survive and live outside of the womb, like, can you not see how, I don't, I'm just, I don't understand how they could, there are people out there, I cannot even believe I'm having this discussion, like, I'm, my mind is boggled. There are still people who are pushing for this, that are okay with, hey, a child survived, clearly this child has the the um, ability to live outside of the womb, and there are families out there who would adopt a child, and instead of going through that route, they're getting surrogates. You know, like, it's one of those things where you've got perfectly capable women out there who just need help and assistance, and instead of doing that, we just say, you're better off to get an abortion, and then we'll pay X amount of money to get the ideal perfect baby that we want and the controlled circumstances and the perfection that we want and ignoring this issue over here. And like, I don't want to change the subject on surrogacy and whether or not we should go down that route, but this is one of the things that we have in society where it's like, we could fix so many problems with, you know, actually funding um, the adoption centers actually going to the local communities and talking about, hey, you know what, this teenage girl's going into crisis pregnancy, this family over here. I mean, did you remember that movie Juno? Did that movie Juno not, like, resonate with anyone? Did that not stick? You get one of those movies, like, once every 20 years. Like, oh, my gosh, an inspirational movie about a good idea, like a girl having a pregnancy, and then, hey, you know what, there's a woman who wants a baby. There you go. Like, I, I don't understand why. I mean, I, I know. We, we know why it's difficult. We know why it's not happening. But it doesn't mean that things can't change. It doesn't mean we can't do this better. We can't think this out better. You know, like, I used to consider that movie The Giver and how, like, oh, it's so terrible if you have a society where, like, they're completely sedated and, like, everyone's just out of touch and they've got no... Everyone just has a job. They're assigned a job from a young age and everyone has, you know, this, I don't know, peace about what their role is, and they don't have any questions. They've got one person, a group of people who are the birthing mothers, and then you've got other people who are the caregivers, and then you've got some people who are the genitalial service, and you've got some people who, you know, like, do they, they do the military or the stealth stuff. Like, I'm thinking, that's, that's, that's terrible. But I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe that's not a bad idea. Like, just considering the simple fact that I'm, Instead of having all these people suffer unnecessarily, just like, hey, you know what? If you want to be um, an adult worker and do that, fine. If you want to have children, fine. 
if you want to, you know, like be a landscaper, that's cool. You want to be a machinist, that's cool. You want to be a tech, that's cool. But I don't understand why we have to kill innocent people. That's where I'm just like, oh, hold up. Can we just, can we just not stop? Can we stop killing people because you're, you're messing up their mind and you're causing more people to get hurt unnecessarily, when like you know, just take care of everyone and just. So that's where it just boggles my mind. We literally have people who are pushing for killing innocent and then butchering the women and letting a lot of men who are just using the women get away without any consequences or repercussions, you know? So that's where we're kind of stuck at, where it's like, this is really, this is happening. And again, I like to play devil's advocate and we're not child life movement. We really do, a lot of people really do understand. And that's why it's like, we, we could just stop the angry people out there if we could just like, hey, you know what? Could we try something different and see how that works for like a few years? But no, we're, we're in this battle right here. So I'm going to keep talking about it. Let me a couple seconds to like regather my thoughts because I'm going to do a quick closing on this subject. But there's always so much more to be said. Always. Okay, so I've had a couple of moments to think and kind of just give a quick little... Well, it's probably not going to be quick, to be honest with you, because there's just, again, so much to say. But let me just give you a couple of closing reasons why it is very, very um, imperative that we get this message out loud and clear to people, especially the young people who don't understand why the pro-life movement is so pro-life, okay? When you have an abortion, young women your chances of breast cancer or cervical cancer has notably been increased. Your chances of conceiving or getting cancer later on in life because of an abortion is greater, okay? The depression, controlled substance abuse, through the roof. Also, you enable the trafficking movement because oftentimes, if there's pregnancy, it's just quick abortion, and then put the girl back to work. A lot of her clients are doctors and abortion doctors, and it's just a vicious cycle that never ends, and there's no accountability. Okay? We're not even talking about <clears throat> enabling the pornographic industry, which has already been proven to destroy marriages, to destroy the brain, to destroy your ability to concentrate and focus, to build connections with people, it causes more insecurity. You're like using dopamine and other types of chemicals at a higher rate, an unhealthy, unnatural amount of times. So when you're viewing a lot of pornographic content, your interest in whatever desires increases and everything becomes more violent, more vile, more crude. Um, we've talked about uh, in other videos and posts about the... Um, when you, when you have third-wave feminists and fourth-wave feminist sex workers who are pumping a lot of um, supply into the market, this isn't necessarily, um, you're not generating, how do I put it? Um, you are getting the financial benefits, the initial um, benefits, but the long-term cons, the negative consequences add up astronomically. It's just you are enabling an addiction is what it is. Sex addiction is a problem. 
you're encouraging and enabling other people to exhibit these same negative characteristics and traits, the men that you're entertaining are not going to always seek women their age or older. They're going to go for usually younger women, younger girls, attractive, more healthier and fit. So the older women out here who were doing their sex work, they're going to get old. Their clients are going to get old, but the clients aren't going to stay, stay with the older women. They're going to start preying on younger people just because you've, you've been feeding this addiction and you've been ignoring it. And it's not a healthy one because after a certain point, you don't have any control. That's another thing. You think you're in control. You are making your money. You're pushing yourself out there. If you're getting pregnant, you're just having an abortion. You're going to keep on going and you are like, it's a slow death. People who do that industry have a shorter life expectancy for various reasons. A lot of people are on drugs. A lot of them are victims of child assault, sexual assault. So you're pretty much just enabling sexual assault, people getting abused and screwed over. And we're just going to ignore about it. And if there's a baby that happens to pop up in there, you just kill it. And then and that's it. And then you just keep going. And that's the vicious cycle. And that's the, the demonic possession. That's the self-harm. That's the... Um, the selfishness that's just like the I'm gonna get mine and it's just it's terrible in the long run I mean it's, again it starts out innocent and fun it starts to hey I'm gonna make some money I'm gonna do my thing I want to be liberated I want to be you know independent I don't need no man I want to do whatever I want and next thing you know it's got you you're controlled you've got no choice you can't get out there's nothing else you can do for stuff and I've seen it happen I've been hearing stories about it left and right and um, letting people know right now that like, this is not just, oh, well, just get abortion and get over it. No, this is not one of those situations. And this is why I will never stop talking about it. Like, you're, you're increasing your risk of cancer. You're putting yourself in there, predisposed to, you know, STDs, to drugs, to more violence. And in the end, in the end, what is it? What do we have? We've got thousands and thousands of people who are out there destroying each other's lives no one seems to know why no one seems to know why it's like it's so frustrating when like you hear men like oh yeah i was talking to this one girl and she was a psycho she was a total b-i-t-c-h this that and the other. i don't know what's wrong with her and like eh, she... and i'm like well, i often have to ask well has she had an abortion in her past because i will definitely mess with her psyche and the, when you go to an abortion clinic they're not going to tell you these things I didn't get any information. Very, very, very little. I'm, I'm, I don't... Life had to happen the way it happened. It had to happen the way it happened. But I do, honestly... I would have liked to have talked to someone and gotten more information. Because all the stuff that I know now about it, I would have not have gone through it. Realistically, I probably would have opted for adoption. An open adoption. And we need to be supporting those movements, putting money towards that, as opposed to just, oh, it's $400, end it, and then we, we haven't even touched on issues of um, the ones in the mail. They're sending the abortion pills in the mail, and the women are bleeding out and having other issues, but again, no one wants to talk about it. And then you always get the argument, oh, mind your own business. And it's like, excuse me, I'm not going to mind my own business. A, when you've got innocent people getting killed, which are the children. B, when you've got young women who don't have the information, the facts, and they're getting taken advantage of and lied to. You know, C, it's like, again, not only getting taken advantage of and lied to, but um, 
just going to put it out there. Like, you've got broken people out there in society that affects everyone in society. You've got depressed, angry, violent, drunk, drug-addicted troublemakers. And then, like, and I'm not saying, like, we, we don't take care of them. I'm just saying, like, instead of having so many broken people in society that we have to help with mental illness and caring, we don't preventative. Like, hey, hey let's not have an abortion. Let's, let's not go down that route. Why don't we keep the people safe and instead of allowing them to get broken and beaten up and torn up like that? Like, why don't we just say, hey, let's prevent that? So this is what this conversation is about. Preserving life, preventing abortion, and then having, like, healthy, respectable relationships. Again, no one's sitting here saying you can't get your freak on, you can't do whatever you want. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, like, instead of jumping straight to, like, let's kill the baby and let's ignore women that are, like, don't have a choice at all because pro-choice used to mean a choice to keep the baby you know like that's not something that makes me so mad it's like women like i want my independence this is my right do you know men love abortion because especially in the work field maternity leave who wants to pay benefits for maternity leave you're not going to be there and then they're short-staffed and they've got to find someone else to cover your shift or your hours or whatever like i don't think it's the employers i don't i mean Again, that's, that's the benefits of having benefits, and amen for benefits, but the thing is, though, it's like, if you were a businessman and you're trying to make that money, I think, what was it, Bloomberg? Who was it? One of the guys running for president, he owns, like, a paper or whatever. He, there's comments of him back in the day of uh, making a remarks about, oh, another woman was pregnant, and then he used to make a statement like, oh, another one of you, you know? Because, like, you're going to go on maternity leave, and these people want to make their money, so, yeah. Corporate men love abortion. They want corporate working women who aren't going to get saddled down with children and have to go on maternity leave, you know? They love it. Men who have affairs, you know, men who have multiple lovers and prostitutes, they love abortion. They don't have to, there's no accountability. They don't have to deal with it. There's no evidence afterwards, like, oh, he's got an abortion. You don't have to deal with it. And I don't understand why women are sitting around like, you know, this is my choice and women's rights. And when guys are sitting around like, yep, yep, you go, girl. (laughs) We just want you for sex. Like, wow, that's great. We don't want to have to pay you when you go on maternity leave. Just get an abortion. That's empowering. There you go. There you go. And things you don't realize it until after the fact. So that's why I'm here. So with that, um, I will leave you. Yeah. Um, so I think that's pretty much all I have to say about that for right now. Okay, so like I said, you've tuned into That Girl Jenna Carisola on Anchor FM, and it is Saturday, May 7th, 2022. It's late. Tomorrow is Mother's Day. So, um, happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. To the women who have lost a child through um, spontaneous abortion, miscarriage, um, abortion, elective, whatever, if you've fallopian to pregnancy, um, if you have been wanting to conceive and haven't been able to conceive, if you're an aunt, um, if you're a godmother, you know, if you have, like, Sunday school teacher, child care provider, kindergarten teachers, teacher's aide, whatever, if you've got any relationship with a child and you are a maternal role model, maternal figure, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, etc., etc. You know, happy Mother's Day to you. Seriously, God bless you. It takes a lot of work to really nurture and cultivate 
the child's mind and their well-being, their physical well-being. And we're so grateful, genuinely, I'm so grateful seeing, like, when you watch communities come together and really look out for children because I know it's cliche and cheesy, but it, it's the absolute truth. These little people here are going to grow up and become big people. And I, this isn't a word of caution. Remember in Hercules, a word of caution to this tale. Um, she literally says, if Hercules fights, you shall fail. Um, so I'm going to let you guys know. A word of caution to this tale. Children will grow up to be an adult. They will not forget the abuse and trauma that they were endured. That they endured. Okay, so it is vital that it's not because like oh it's a threat like if you don't take care of them they're going to come back and beat you up like but that's kind of what kind of happens just naturally you got broken people broken kids that grow up to be broken people and they break other people because they're broken um so when you have a young child who's had an abortion and then they grow up in life with destruction this is something that we're not even talking about like these are the ripple effects um we we're already at a point now where we're becoming depopulated and um, a lot of things are going to have to change drastically. The infrastructure, there's already people are already talking about it. You know, the the myth that we were overpopulated is it's coming. The truth is coming out. It's actually the polar opposite. We're about to become severely depopulated because so many children were not born through a lot of it through abortion. The world is not overpopulated. There's plenty of space for people to live. We've been lied to a lot, and uh, we can want to talk about issues of the. Hispanic and African-American and the black communities and the other ethnic groups um, Population has been stagnant has not grown Small population black people highest abortion rate. Why is that? Things if you love your race and your culture you would not be pushing for abortion and like again, I'm I fell victim to this This is why I'm here talking about it. So just please pray for Everyone who's in crisis right now, pray for communities to step up and like, like let's let's really band together and get this problem fixed. You know, like there's no reason why we need to be hurting our women, our young men, our families, and innocent children. There's no there's no need for it. We can do better. So with that, I'll leave you. At any point in time, you're consuming this content. I can only hope you're doing well. Truly, I I genuinely mean that when I say it. That's why I say it, and I apologize in advance if I wasted your time. And with that, God's peace.